I'm Mike Shrews. And I'm Tivis. And you're listening to The Monster Cast. Episode 21. Welcome back, everybody, to the MonsterCast, the podcast where we watch and discuss everything related to the monsters. Today, I have with me, as always, Tivis. Tivis, how you doing, man? Yeah, I've been better, but I've been worse, so. Yep, you see where I got that burst of energy for some reason? (laughs) Also with us today, guys, we would like to finally welcome our first guest, and we've been talking about him for the last couple weeks, Uh, our guest, Austin Mosier. How you doing today, Austin? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, man. I figured uh, we get another person on here who actually likes the monsters, and uh, we can hear and a little bit about your story and everything. And audience, oh. you really should check out the video this week to check out uh, Mosier's amazing beard. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, uh, I've been, I've been, uh, I've been growing it out a bit just to feel it out. <laughs> when it gets hot, it might. It might get trimmed back again, but we'll see. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. All right, guys. So uh, real quick, uh, let's do some of the dirty work. If you uh, have not yet done so, you can find us on all social media. I don't like how you put that. Yeah, well, that's how it's going. Uh, Your wife doesn't like how I put it either. (laughs) You you definitely need to watch the video this week. Um, You can find this on YouTube at The Monster Cast and watch the videos. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, all at The Monster Cast. And if you want to send us some awesome questions, as Chelsea did a couple weeks ago, you can email us at themonstercast at outlook.com. And uh, you can do questions, tell us a a little bit about your story of the monsters or anything monster related. All right, so let's dive into this. Um, first, we're going to do some more introduction with uh, Austin here, because um, really all we have to do is talk about the pilot episode today, and we thought we'd bring him on and hear his story first and foremost. So, Austin, uh, how do you relate with the monsters? I guess. Well, um, as a kid, I was really into old TV shows in general. I mm. loved like the classic shows that they used to run on TV land all the time. Uh, I was obsessed with the, like the sixties Batman show and Gilligan's Island and Adam's family monsters. I dream of Jeannie bewitched all that kind of stuff. And we can blame the sixties Batman show for the monsters getting canceled, by the way. <laughs> it's been brought up from, I'm, I'm, from I'm wearing other people. The, the hat that, for the sixties Batman show. So I, I can't hate on it. I think it was Butch who once said uh, that he he thinks that the Batman coming out is why the monsters ended up getting canceled because like all the ratings just went there. So yeah, it makes sense. It was a a huge cultural yeah. phenomenon. But yeah, uh, like you guys were talking about in some of your early episodes, you know, I never I watched the stuff 
pretty regularly, mm-hmm. but uh, it was never in any particular order. So I never have watched a fr- like start to finish a uh, watch of the whole series, but I was always a fan watching the show. I loved the episodes. Right. Um, but I was not aware of how big the Munsterverse was, you know, as far, you know, as far as I knew it was just the show, but then, you know, there's the, the movies, the TV movies, the, um, the sequel series. And mm. like, I remember in like the early two thousands, I don't remember where it was. There was that pilot where they tried to make it like a dark and gritty kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, it had like Eddie Izzard in it. Yeah. 13, 13 Mockingbird, 13 Lane. Mockingbird yeah, Lane. And I remember watching that and that was like the only other thing apart from the original show I had ever watched. So I watched that episode and then they obviously never did anything more with that series. Yeah. So. We're actually planning on watching that once we're finished with the original show stuff. Yep. So cool. Yeah, so I've never actually seen it. I, I it came to my attention because uh, Jerry O'Connell's in it as Herman, I guess. <clears throat> and uh, I, I didn't even remember. I, I honestly um, just remember Eddie Izzard as Grandpa. As Grandpa, yeah. yeah, that's the only thing I remember about the entire episode. I remember watching it, but yeah, well, I like Eddie Izzard. So. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's one nice thing I like about doing this show is like I'm finding more monster content out there. Like there's there's whole fan reddits out there for just like fan stories fan based episodes and stuff which is really cool and then um the comics of course that we found out about which i never knew there was a monster comic until we started doing this show so that's kind of cool to find out um and then uh i'm trying to think of uh so what, what else is it? oh uh, we have the Rob Zombie film coming up. I wanted to ask you about this because I don't know how you feel about Rob Zombie as a director or something. But have you heard a lot of the news for the movie coming out lately? I've I've been following it a bit because it's interesting because, like I said, I am a fan of the monsters mm-hmm. and I don't like Rob Zombie. <laughs> um, well, I, please don't listen to this Rob Zombie if you're coming on. <laughs> I, I mean, I should say I don't like him as a filmmaker. I, I like his music gotcha. and I don't mind him like as a person. I just don't feel like his movies are generally that good. Gotcha. I am glad when I heard that it was only going to be a rated PG mm-hmm. movie. So he wasn't going to go full Rob Zombie. I made a joke on one of your guys' posts that at least there's not, we know there's not going to be a rape scene or Herman calling Lily the C word. Uh, <laughs> Tim is already shaking his head, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but I, that's just, I, I'm okay with the way it looks so far. Like everything that they've shown. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, that looks pretty good. Uh, so I'm going to withhold harsh judgments until I yeah. see it. Yeah. I, I know. Um, I know when it was first like announced, everybody was like so worried about it. They were like, oh, God, it's like he's going to just make a horror film and it's going to be, you know, blood and guts everywhere. And uh, yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of what I was expecting when I heard Rob Zombie was going to do a monster movie. I'm like, okay, he's going to try to rob zombie. It is going to, he's going to do like what he did with Halloween and, you know, like mm. make it 
darker his and thing and stuff. Yeah. Ignore source material. But yeah. so far, I mean, he, I know he is a, fa- a super fan of the show, which mm. is not surprising given his aesthetic in life. But um, so I'm, also, I mean, it's just generally likable. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone who doesn't like this show, I would be worried about their, you know, character. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so it, so i i don't know I, it looks interesting and i'm interested i'm interested to see how it goes yeah. i'm not 100 sold that i'm going to enjoy it but i'll i'm still gonna go watch it because i like the monsters and okay. i'm in, i'm interested in to seeing if this kind of revives interest in the show i know yeah there's there's a lot of stuff swirling around more so than it has been recently about it, which is nice. Yeah. People kind of rediscovering or discovering the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know this like um, <clears throat> like uh, it, it might end up being kind of like a light revival for like more more content coming forward, because like I know we just had like the animated Adams Family movies. Mm-hmm. you know one and two and now we're getting like the live action wednesday tv show and stuff so yeah the tim just, burton's doing yeah yeah oh you know i'm gonna segue <laughs> us into uh tivis being pissed off at the adams family again <laughs> i just found out that uh, uh thory birch will not return for hocus pocus 2 because of that wednesday show so i'm kind of irritated that it continues <laughs> to ruin good things but Christina Ritchie's going to be in it, right? I have no idea. <laughs> I think she's playing Wednesday, right? Or they do? I, have no idea. I, I thought they were doing like an older version of it. Well, I don't think I don't it's really. like a direct sequel. I think it's going to be a new Wednesday. New I don't interpretation. Remember. Yeah. Gotcha. I don't remember who it was that they're playing. This playing Wednesday, but right. I don't think it's Christina Ritchie. Okay. But this is the monster cast, yeah. and we well, hate them. So uh, <laughs> we don't hate them. Well, yeah. Sometimes, <laughs> but yeah, I was just making the ex- uh, example of, you know, like they got their like light revival because they haven't really had anything since the 90s. The Munsters haven't had anything really since the uh, failed TV pilot. Um, 13, 13, like I think. Yeah. So it, it would be nice to give them something good to go off of. And I really yes. think like when I heard Rob Zombie was going to do it. I heard all the speculation and crap like that. People didn't want to, you know, didn't want that. But I was like, dude, Rob Zombie's like a massive Monsters fan. Like, because I've followed his his whole career, like since he was in exiting, I should say, White Zombie and going through. Like, I've noticed like a lot of the different uh, aesthetics and stuff and things that he puts into his projects that I'm like, oh, now watching the monsters all the way through i'm like oh he probably grabbed that from here or he grabbed that from here you know i did watch the dragula music video though the other day because i was curious i was like did he put the dragula car in the music video because we know he he drives the coach in the music video for everyone that hasn't seen that so i was like oh maybe the the dragula is somewhere hidden in the background nope (laughs) there's nothing and then like (laughs) and then because it's been a while since i've seen that music video and then i noticed like you know he had all the old like movie footage and stuff i was like why did he not pay to get some monsters footage you know like just add some monsters footage into there you're using their name you're new you're using their freaking car even (laughs) so 
Yeah. But yeah, he's just he's got a lot of passion, I think, for this and and seeing that it came out as PG and especially with all the actors in it. I don't think a lot of these actors I've seen have even been in PG movies. So, you know, even no. like uh, the casting. I mean, you've only of, ever seen Sherry Mood and Zombie and Rob Zombie movies. And right, there's right. never been uh, a, P- a PG Rob Zombie movie as far as I'm aware. But he did work I on Pee Wee Herman. Is his first. He did work on Pee Wee Herman as like when he was like 19 <laughs> wasn't he like just like a production assistant or something though he, he said he was like under a production assistant so i don't even know he's <laughs> he like, was the assistant's assistant he's like we i i just did shit he's like it it wasn't anything spectacular but he liked peewee herman too so like the show and stuff so that makes well, sense that also has kind of a horror aesthetic oh, yeah. in a way too so <laughs> peewee's playhouse yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> Now that I would want to see as a horror movie, Rob Zombie. If oh, you ever dude, want I would, to, I would, I would watch a horror movie of Pee Wee's Playhouse. Yeah, in a second. But uh, yeah, so uh, do you have any other questions for him about monsters and stuff, Tivis? How do you feel about Fall Out Boy's Uma Thurman? <laughs> <laughs> How do I feel about what the Uma Thurman song from Fall Out Boy? I can't say I know it. They I don't. I never listened to Fall Out Boy, so yeah. he, he brought it up because they, they sample the, the monsters. Yeah. Oh, okay, no, yeah. I, I I was not aware of that. They sample yeah, like at least twenty at least or thirty seconds. got the monster coach. This literally has no representation of the monsters other than their theme. Yeah, that that part, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, yeah. I I I don't know, man. Um, is there anything else you would like to share about monsters in your life or? I, I know you said you didn't really ever watch through all the way or anything like that. So, no, but actually, um, listening through on this show, it has made me want to because I do have the DVD box set, the one that you have there behind you. Yep. Um, I do have that, and I, but I haven't since I bought it, I haven't watched through, but I've been yeah. wanting to go through and check it out. Yeah. I've been trying to get a lot of those old shows on DVD just because a lot of them are hard to find on streaming. Mm. You can't find like, yeah, like uh, I just got like I love Lucy on DVD, like the complete series. And that I'm pretty excited about that one too. And you know, the scary reality is some of these will be harder and harder to find as we move more and more to streaming, Mm. which sucks, but because I mean, not to go off topic again, but you know the MGM Amazon deal just finished, so mm-hmm. and Amazon yeah. is moving away from physical releases for their products. Yeah, which just means you know you get what you get, and that's it. So mm-hmm. it, it's kind of like um, uh, there's the movie Dogma. I'm trying to find on Blu-ray, but I refuse to pay eighty bucks for it because they yeah, don't print it no impossible more. Impossible to find on Blu-ray. I have it on DVD. Yeah, but. I, I don't ever have a desire to get it on Blu-ray, not for the prices no. <laughs> yeah. that that's, they go for. Yeah, that's that's one of the things is but like with with like the monsters, like you were saying, I Dream of Genie, Bewitched, and all that stuff. I really feel they just need to make a streaming service for all this content. I I 100 percent agree because when I was a kid, I watched more TV land than I did yeah. like regular upcoming TV. Yeah. I like mm-hmm. when people were watching, you know, like Full House and stuff like that. Generally, I was watching like Monsters. Yeah, I was more familiar with that stuff. So when I was 
in elementary school, I remember being really familiar with, and people were always surprised at how familiar I was with like these old shows. And I was like, yeah, I watch these all the time. And I'd always ask my parents like, Mm. Oh, have you heard of I dream of genie? And they're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we watched this when we were kids, and, and you would think with like um, the the last the the season of uh, uh, was it Wandavision, uh, how it like you know took from all these old shows. You think it would spark more interest in these old shows, the, so the they thing would is, is put them out I, somewhere. I don't think people were really aware of what they were doing, of what they were like, because. Uh, as somebody like us, you know, we all grew up watching yeah. these stuff. So when we saw WandaVision, it's like, yeah, I can see Isle of Lucy or Dick Van Dyke or yeah. whatever. You know, I, I can see where they're pulling from. But if you're just like a if you weren't exposed to that, you're just like, oh, they're just parroting an old, old shit, TV yeah. style. But they don't really see like the 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 homage to the actual things that they were doing that. Yeah, I guess that makes sense, especially the, for uh, the listeners who yeah. aren't, you know, Marvel fans or have not watched it. The first three episodes of that show, well, actually every episode of that show kind of does a different uh, uh, popular show throughout the yeah. decades. And uh, uh, sadly, we loved it, Mike, but the vast majority hated those first three episodes. The black and white ones. Yes, yeah. the old classic feeling. Which is sad, but I, I understand for the majority. But there's a lot of uh, love out there, I think, for it. And and I was mm-hmm. just hoping that them doing that was going to spark something for the studios to be like, oh, hey, maybe we should pull these and bring them back, you know? Because, like, you can go, wish. Like, like, the Munsters, I can go and buy the whole season right now for 20 bucks at Walmart, you know? Or on Amazon, the the, the one that we have. And it's like, and then you can buy stores or, or you can buy like, I dream a genie, the whole series for like 30 bucks or something like that. And it's ridiculous, like how cheap those are. But then like these new shows that are like still on streaming services, you know, cost like 60 bucks a season or some crap like that. And like, just put these on the streaming service for me, man. You know, I I mean, I I, love buying them and having them because I have so many of them now, but it's just like put them on the services for the people that can't get out to buy them or can't find them. Munsters is available on Peacock now, I believe at least in the States. Yeah. Yeah. The, the original series though, but not the movies or anything like that. The bonus stuff that you get. I would assume that those will be slowly added now that they're off to Tubi. Yeah. Since, uh, you know, they made that announcement that they will be pulling all of their properties into their service Mm -hmm. away from everyone else. Gotcha. All right. Well, how about we stop? Because <laughs> I'm sure our listeners aren't used to us talking like this. Um, how about we dive into the pilot episode and uh, talk a little bit about the differences between the pilot and the uh, what we have now, what we've all grown up to. Um, to right. this, do you want to start us off with uh, what information? Okay. You got? Uh, Titled My Fair Monster, which was broken up into episode two and used bits and pieces, uh, also known as the unaired pilot. Season one, episode zero, you could call it. It didn't air. It was written by Norm Liebman and Ed Haas and directed by Norman Abbott. Okay. You got any anything for it or just. 
Well, I got some guests. Okay. Uh, we got we Edward do. Mallory as Jack. If anyone, mm. uh, you know, remembers episode two, he was in that. You know, they just recycled some footage and also some new. Uh, we got. Uh, these aren't exactly guests, but we got some new cast members. Uh, Joan Marshall as Phoebe Munster, who uh, Mike right remember as a real Shaw from the Star Trek episode Court Martial. And we also have Nate Durman as Eddie Monster, who has like five credits, uh, mostly uh, four of which are playing background children. Uh, Well, mostly three of them are background children. Then we got Sandy from Mr. Ed. Okay. Uh, I have he also played so. So I have somewhat of synopsis for this episode uh, okay I, well you were shaking your head like i said something wrong i was no, like what okay no. you threw me <laughs> no i was just trying to think of like what am i gonna say um so i literally just took a screen grab of what my dvd said for the synopsis of this episode because i was like i don't know what what am i supposed to it's not really a full you know thing yeah this was for anyone who didn't watch it which uh, if you don't have the DVDs, understandable. I'm sure it's available online somewhere as it's, well. If you want to go, you can find it on YouTube. It's on YouTube. Okay, it's yeah, on so Daily yeah. Motion. It's on everything right now. Yeah, um, uh, it's like 15 minutes. So yeah, if you want to stop this, go watch it and then come back. Feel free. Yeah. So uh, the synopsis given on the DVD is this is the 15 minute pilot used to pitch the series to CBS. It was never aired, although some footage was used for My Fair Monster. It features different actors in the roles of Lily and Eddie. <laughs> that's literally their synopsis for it. It's like just telling you. I think you- that's honestly a fair because it's not really an episode. Yeah. I mean, it feels oh, no. kind of like half an episode. Mm. because by the time it ends and it does feel like a proof of concept like this is how it would feel like doing a sitcom in this style it's a trip yeah <laughs> oh boy shall we dive into this yeah let's uh try to um all right so we open on a shot of Marilyn getting dropped off at the house and already there's a different feel this definitely feels more horror-esque because the the music's more somber the lighting seems darker even even though i'm pretty sure this was the same footage we saw in the actual episode uh it it's just i don't think so i think they reshot this because even the way uh Marilyn's performances in the car it kind of comes off a little bit more horror-esque and they uh, and it, they did shoot the pilot in color and yeah. i know they didn't shoot monsters in color so the pilot is think the only thing they shot in color yeah well they also have um family portrait is in color as well i think that was colorized i don't think that uh, was they it? shot oh, that okay. in color yeah maybe right, they, that makes sense because this actually i thought looked better <laughs> okay uh but yeah, the laugh track seems real odd in this because yeah. oh, the, the the tone is just so much more so like, serious. So so we have the whole intro part with Marilyn, the boyfriend. They go up to the house like we opened the first episode with, I want to say. And yeah, um, it, I got to say the footage that they reused, it has to be from somewhere in this opening scene because 
Yeah, this is the only footage they could have reused. This and maybe yeah. some of the dungeon stuff. So maybe, but some of that gets extended and altered as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so you know, Marilyn's boyfriend is like scared and whispering to her. You know, she's, mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, I, I must have left my keys in my other purse. She's like, "Why are you whispering?" He's like, "I don't want to wake your folks up." Oh, they're always awake this late. And then we just hear heavy footsteps coming to the door. Yeah. <laughs> it's it. I can't remember if this was in the episode or not, but this is a great, like the amount of time you hear the steps before the door opens and. Oh boy. New, uh, new Herman. Oh yeah. Herman opens the door. And what were your guys' first thoughts about this Herman look? Go go ahead and go first, Mosher. Yeah. Uh, for one thing, I in color I don't like it. The, the the bluish tint to everything was not great. Mm. I, I, I thought um, I don't know. He wasn't as padded, so he looked like anorexic <laughs> in, in comparison to like the the kind of Frankenstein's monster look that they went with after it. So it was a, yeah. And and just the performance of it. He, he played it a lot more serious, straight serious. Like, like, cause Herman was always kind of the, the goofy Mm. fun loving guy who happens to be Frankenstein's monster. But like this one, he was felt more like a monster. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I thought he looked younger i was like how much earlier was this pilot shot because oh they probably like, shot it a year in advance or something like that it looked like he was like years younger it had to be from the lack of padding it's and stuff, the lack of he just, padding he looked like oh man i'm like oh my god is he a teenager <laughs> and the there was like the weird uh prosthetic on his head too that was like kind of like i don't know it protruded more Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah he had more of the caveman uh, brow mm-hmm. than than normal for sure, right? Um, and you really see the difference too when they because after this scene that you just mentioned, Tivis, they go into the credits. Yes. Oh, oh my, my god! Goodness. But while we're on Herman, though, the Herman credit part of this, you can tell. They really, he, I'm sure Fred really loved not having all that padding on because he could actually move in this yeah. opening credit I've heard scene. Stories of how that was torture for him sometimes. But like in the credit scene, like he does the whole like dipping Lily or not Lily, uh, uh, Phoebe, Phoebe, right? Yeah, Phoebe. They don't really say her name, so no. <laughs> um, and I even wrote Lily a couple times in my notes, yeah. so I have to mentally change that. So he like does the whole <laughs> dipping Phoebe to give her the kiss and stuff, and I'm like, no way, our our Herman could have well, done that safely without hurting himself. Not only that, but as he's walking away the first time after kissing her on the forehead, he looks just more depressed. Yeah, I. I and s- that will come up again later. I, I wrote that down in my notes. I was like, this Herman looks more depressed and more sad and i'm like for fred that has to suck because i know later when he's actually wearing all the pads he's more miserable than anything <laughs> and he's happier looking so i'm like what's going on like it's a credit to his acting ability right <laughs> <laughs> we're all of his drinking so <laughs> uh, how about grandpa being more creepy uh 
I actually kill. liked that. I liked, I liked the, the. I, I liked his character in the in this. I thought it was. I meant this intro. Oh, the intro. Oh, the intro. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Where he goes to kiss his daughter on the lips and then bite her neck. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, I I didn't mind. I I thought the the intro in general was weird because it wasn't the original like music or anything. I probably didn't have the theme song at the time. And you can tell that like it was just like you know the rolling credits and it's like yeah. This is the first time where I really felt like. This isn't monsters. No, yeah. it is, but like it was just like the monsters needs that theme song. Yeah, we well, we get a, you can our tell brief too, glimpse at the new wolf like Eddie, which ugh. we will get into. Ooh, uh, this Eddie is scary as shit, man. Like <laughs> we'll no. get into that. We'll get into that. <laughs> um, but no, in the intro too, you definitely can see where this was the pilot versus when they actually had their money uh-huh. because they didn't have their stairwell built. Herman wasn't walking out of the stairs. They were just like walking around this random set piece, you know. And so, before we move past the intro, mm-hmm. since we got our first look at Phoebe, which I do like how they keep, you know, they kept how Phoebe was like the main focus of all the family coming around in this intro. They kept that with Yvonne as Lily in yeah. the, the normal show. Uh, I thought that works very well, and they must have noticed that too, but. Since she was replaced for seeming too much like Morticia, how mm-hmm. do you think the comparison is as of this just this intro? The look alone. Mosier. Um I always got a Morticia vibe even from Lily, so I don't really I don't necessarily agree that um the look was too similar i mean it was similar but i still think you know adding white streaks in her hair didn't exactly negate that Mm -hmm. um well she also has more of the long form-fitting dress uh, that lily doesn't wear so yeah yeah i guess so i actually wrote down in those because this isn't something i knew was the the issue of her being like too much like morticia I wonder because it's the costume that really does it for me right there that says Morticia more. And they mm-hmm. clearly changed Lily's costume. Like it's completely different. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, it is. I and wonder. I, one of the, well, I wonder if they did the costume test on her first before recasting. Not that, you know, that I don't like Yvonne, but I'm just curious if they did that or not before going ahead and recasting. I also thought that the performance was a little too Morticia oh. in this. I, I, yeah, the, mm-hmm. the Lily yeah. character at least doesn't act anything like Morticia. Yeah, for the most part. Um, but like the performance of uh, Phoebe in this was very. This is just Morticia yeah. Adams. Which I mean, you gotta wonder: Do we blame the director for that, or the actor? Was it her choice? You know, I'm I'm guessing it probably more the director. You know, yeah. the, I mean, the, they came out like a week apart, so I, I think that some of it might have been coincidental. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I I can see them being inspired by her character. I mean, they might not even have known that the Adams was in the works at the time. But you still had the Adams comics at the time, so yeah, that, that's why I something... think they may have been inspired by. Yeah. Yeah. So um and uh another thing I mean no no offense to the um 
you know, the actress here. But when you get a chance to get someone as uh, Yvonne star power at the time, because she was coming off of some really popular movies, mm-hmm. uh, you kind of. Yeah, you, you, don't, <laughs> you don't say no. Yeah, you don't say no. <laughs> Um, uh, but also like there's there's points in here too where uh, the Phoebe character where I like yeah she does a lot of the Morticia like wording and stuff like that but there's also parts where I'm just like she, she's not really acting that great either no I agree so, there's a lot of pausing between some of the words that she says too well, and she like let's, looks let's go off into that we got uh, uh phoebe walking walks into the living room as grandpa plays checkers with mm-hmm. his invisible friend which we haven't seen in the some time is back yeah. well uh and uh he is uh, eating something that's moving around in the bowl that's alive and I thought that was that was a pretty cool effect. You know, it's bas- it's it's just something circling in the bottom underneath whatever this is. Yeah. But it was a it's a neat effect for its time, uh, especially for, you know, uh, just a pilot here. And, uh, you know, uh, Marilyn and well, Herman walk in with. They- uh, oh, I got Lily here. Phoebe <laughs> coming over. And she's like, well, you know, why are you guys back so soon? And this is where you really get a look at Herman. Uh-huh. And it's. It's just weird. It's just real weird. Yeah. He looks, he looks like, uh, he looks very sad. <laughs> That's just, he just looks really sad. Um, but, w- but back to it. the, the, the effects that you were talking about. I think that's a good thing is they were trying to show off as many effects as they could for the pilot to mm-hmm. show them what we could potentially do if we get, you know, picked up and we have more money and stuff like that, which, yeah. I mean, they, you know, nail it in the first season that we've watched so far with special and practical effects. So, yeah. Oh yeah. Especially that fire that may or may not have been planned. <laughs> oh God. I really want to know about that. I also, I really liked the, uh, the set design of the, the house in this mm-hmm. because that changed quite a bit. Oh yeah. But I, I like the it's just like the, the cobwebs everywhere. Look, the the mm. kind of dark uh, horror mansion kind of look. Mm. I know they kind of still kept that, but it was never as strong, I mm. think, in the interior, the out the outside very much so. But yeah. like but the interior, I really liked the way the, that the living room looked. Well, this one, too, is we also like. It, it's it's almost like a completely different set than what we use in the yeah it's similar season. but not exact. it's similar like you can tell they might have moved some walls to do stuff but because you see some different angles in here i'm like dude i actually like that angle like when grandpa ends yeah. up opening mm-hmm. the door to the dungeon i'm like that's a better angle than what we always get like we never it's got a very, a good it's a very cinematic look as opposed to a sitcom look mm-hmm. i think you know the the there's a lot of interesting angles and yeah. Yeah. I, I felt the, like lighting and stuff like that. There There's, was a lot more room that they could maneuver around. Yeah. In. Well, they had that, open, what is it? Open space concept or whatever yeah, it is yeah. ahead of its time. Well, that's what I also liked about this too, is like the camera movements. You actually see the camera moving rather than them cutting to the next yeah, spot. There's, a lot of there's more camera movement. There's more, and- like you said, like a film, you know, it's more cinematic almost for this because of the way that it's shot and edited. 
And we'll even find out when we go down into Grandpa's dungeon that they do something that you just never did on a sitcom, too, which we'll get to. But, um, yeah, this the the living room alone, just some of the angles that they shoot at, I really liked. And uh, so we have this one scene, too, where they're in the living room and uh, they go to sit down after they, you know, Marilyn just got dumped uh yeah i actually like this uh, they have you could see the the spark of herman chivalrous side he's yeah grabs a paper goes to sit down it looks at his wife and he's like he offers it to her instead yeah i don't think that was more chivalrous <laughs> i think that was more yeah i don't want to get put in the doghouse look <laughs> at least the look that he had on his face you know <laughs> because in he, later episodes we see that herman would have just automatically been like here's the seat instead of i'm gonna sit down no wait you take it He's like, he would have just pulled the chair out for her and got ready. And and here's where we get our first taste of this version of Eddie. And thank God he was changed. God. Yeah, this version of Eddie, like he wasn't on screen for very long. For one thing, it's only like, you know, like a 15 minute trailer. Yeah. And he was only really on screen, I think, for maybe a a minute to two minutes max. If that. And. Holy hell, did I hate it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yes. Uh, Phoebe is like, Eddie, why don't you come down here and try on this new jacket, which is a straight jacket, naturally. Yeah. Which is why not? This is um, another scene, though, too, where we see Eddie. They they set it up already. Eddie's just on a shelf for random reason. Yeah. Like we see very much uh, early, early, early on. And when he's in the shelves and the cabinets Stop and all that, that stuff. Cat's um, attacking my blinds. Good. Uh, so yeah, he has like we go up. And, oh, excuse me, to the Eddie being on the shelf, and he has a noose for some reason. Yeah, he's just <laughs> playing with a noose, and this, he is a little asshole. This kid seems like he is possessed. <laughs> he just talks like he's possessed, ah. honestly. Ah. And, and there's several scenes too, where like when he's up on that shelf, he because he keeps repeating the same thing. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to. Or I think yeah. that's what he said. And uh, you could see him look over at like the director or something to like see when he's supposed to do his cues as he's doing this whole thing. It, it was really awkward. And I'm like, did they just not have another line for him? Like he just, I don't want to. I don't want to. And very. Well, he gets mean. a couple more lines once they finally get him down. How do they get him down? Herman lifts him off. Well, before that, Grandpa uses magic to set his noose on. Oh, yeah. uh, I don't know if he set it on fire or just just sparked. sparked. Sparked it. They probably didn't want to burn the kid, so they just had some sparklers go off. (laughs) (laughs) But man, it it was such a grating performance, and I can't blame it necessarily on the kid because I'm guessing the director wanted that wanted that yeah but like they went way too heavy into the like the werewolf yeah mm-hmm. like Which, i i like the what, what they he ended up being you know he was always you know a, a kid but he was also a werewolf but he was never like ah, ah. yeah and I'm just like, we, oh, when he was doing that i'm just like oh my god i would slap this kid and we also, i'm so glad they got rid of the whole he he comes down. He's like, you you never speak to Marilyn like this. Uh, the whole yeah. that that aspect is gone in the main show. Thank God. Yeah, yeah. Like the whole jealousy thing and like, yeah. Yes. But I I also think like um, what's cool with what we got with Butch and everything for Eddie is, you know, they ne- they don't 
like show that he is a werewolf. Like we're not even sure still by the end of season one. Is he a werewolf? Is he a vampire? Like what is he? He sleeps in a casket. Yeah, we have no confirmation and, and, in the show. It's only external that yeah. we know. So it's just still like left up in the air right now. It's like, what is he? Because but the way Butch plays him is just a normal boy, you know? He's freaking, you know, Dennis the Menace. Well, not and, Dennis the Menace, but one it, of the better kids from Dennis the Menace. So. And, I, and I think that's like kind of the, even like the charm of the monsters is that they're these the universal monsters, yeah. but they're just normal, like suburban family. Mm-hmm. But it's everyone else who treats them weird, but they're just like, yeah, this is. Yeah. I and, and I'm not and it, I think that yeah. charm gets lost in the yeah. in the pilot because yes. they yes. they play really heavy into the monster side of their characters yeah. as opposed to like their humans who happen to be monsters mm-hmm. and I think yeah. that that shift uh, was re- really made the show and yeah. uh, I I have some thoughts on the you know the stuff that happens right after this because I got I got a lot of rat like mannerisms from uh eddie in this <laughs> like some peter Pettigrew stuff from Harry well, Potter yeah. stuff. he says uh, that he's gonna get so angry he was gonna turn himself back into like a frog or something yeah like, what? yeah he apparently has magic in this version <laughs> like, he learned from grandpa probably because uh we get the maryland's afflicted joke you know from uh phoebe right here is like you know eddie takes a swipe at her before she sends him to bed and grandpa's like you know i admire his spunk i wish marilyn had some of that (laughs) so clearly grandpa's an enabler yeah which fits his personality that doesn't change Uh, this seems like right here like kind of what they portray in this scene of grandpa and eddie and stuff like that i think mm -hmm. that is what people were afraid of rob zombie would do honestly yeah um uh, yeah and make it more freaky and you know like they're just a demented family when really they're just uh you know they're, they're just how, how did i say it a couple weeks ago they're just immigrant it's an immigrant family in the states that are just trying to get along through you know working class that's that's mm-hmm. all they are and as, as we've seen so far you know it's we're not supposed to see the monster within them we're supposed to look <laughs> past that and see the people the people within herman as they would say yeah yeah it's it's supposed to be the human characters essentially that are the quote-unquote monsters mm -hmm. you know the ones that treat them differently and badly because they are weird they they look different yeah they look different and so that's supposed to be the but when you lean heavy into okay this kid is hairy and growling and almost feral this one i could believe is lester's kid right (laughs) (laughs) let's go down that road that no let's not do that again um (laughs) timis doesn't like that idea Uh, yeah and then this is where the chemistry really doesn't click for me with the herman begins complaining about marilyn's looks and i'm like why Uh, that's not her her fault why are you getting upset about this and uh, grandpa's like you know she just needs to get married we need some fresh blood around here which (laughs) grandpa still killer yay (laughs) Um, grandpa i feel like is the only character that didn't change didn't all change. that much. No. Yeah, yeah. He's still and, a serial killer. We, we didn't get enough of Marilyn to really get a sense of her, but 
her as well. Yeah. Um, That's true. But I mean, her, her purpose is just to be the Marilyn Monroe esque, uh, like pretty blonde girl. Yeah. I mean, there's not really a whole lot to change for that character, but like, She's like the black sheep of their family because she's completely right, different. Which is so. the, fun, the funny thing because she's the quote unquote normal looking yeah. one. and <laughs> which, I, which, which we've questioned already. It's like, so I, I read somewhere that supposedly she said in the first episode, I think it was, because um, I don't remember her saying it, but someone said that she's been with them since she was a baby. So I don't recall that, but neither do I, but someone said that what they read so i'm i'm just going based off of, even maybe if she that's was, more context we're gonna get later on maybe. that might be another show entirely but if like regardless she was born into the family clearly because she's lily's sister's uh daughter or phoebe's sister's daughter in this one um and you wonder like how why shouldn't she try to dress like everyone else it's kind of you know you can look different but your clothing yeah, and we stuff saw like and the later later episodes we did that she has the same affinity to yeah uh the odd stuff as the rest of the family but yet her room is you know the girly pink one yeah and- it's kind of like um oh what was it like like the adams family values when they had their baby and he was just mm-hmm. like normal and had like a bushy hair and stuff like that he was born with all the like free hair and crap and all the colors and stuff like that and eventually it faded out of him of course but it's it's kind of what it reminds me of with Marilyn so where she's just born with this thing and it's hey we're we're going to make sure you look like you're one of the extras from you know Edward Scissorhands and not living <laughs> up in the the demon area <laughs> Or not but demon area, I, but mad I scientist. Agree. Al Lewis's uh, portrayal clearly clicked with them because yeah. he largely unchanged. Yeah. Uh-huh. And he gets the most screen time too in this, I feel. Yeah. yeah 100%. Because the whole end of the this pilot is him in the dungeon yep. making the potion. So after they're done but, bitching about Marilyn, like. Well, there's a whole, like, this goes into a whole bickering argument between yeah. them that I just did not work for me at all. Like, what is it? Uh, Her- Herman says it's her own fault and that Lily should correct her walk, talk and look and then take her to her friend, the beautician. And uh, Phoebe's like, it's a beautician, not a miracle worker. <laughs> and then they complain about how he's the one who scares up rent, which that line yeah. makes it into the show. But this it's delivered so much more like angrily in this. Mm-hmm. And Phoebe's like, you know, well, you try staying home and cleaning nine rooms in a dungeon all day. And it's. It's just it does not work. Yeah, I I do like that. Like you brought it up, but there are a number of lines and like bits that they do recycle in Mm -hmm. like some of the early episodes of the show. Mm -hmm. And you can see how they they almost work in the pilot. Yeah, but they really fine tuned them and they're like, I really like this joke. And then they put them in and it works so much better in the context of the actual. Yeah. show as opposed yeah. to this, there was a point where I was watching this and and it's pretty much all the way up until grandpa starts making his potion. But all the way through that before I was like, if it wasn't for the laugh track, I wouldn't know 
where I'm supposed to find this humorous, you know? I feel like the laugh track goes off at random points, too. Right. Especially when we go into the dungeon. But, like, the way it's played, like, take the laugh track out, and, you know, you could add some different music to this, and this could be a complete, like, drama, almost. Yeah, it absolutely (laughs) could. Crazy. There's only one, I think, legitimate laugh that I got in this and that was at the beginning when when she said that my parents are always up this late i thought that was actually funny yeah and and like other than that i don't think that the comedy really like worked i don't think it was funny no some of the lines were made funny later but i don't think the show that they portrayed in the pilot in the pilot was funny yeah it was I like it. i'm surprised how they went from this to how like we have the light-hearted funny uh mm-hmm. psa moments and stuff like that and what <laughs> we have now you know like herman even his face he just looked much more miserable and depressed yeah. and like the the facial expressions that you know fred was given off yeah yeah, uh, it, but, it, they probably were just like, hey, play it like Frankenstein's monster and just <laughs> go with that. And he's like, right. oh, that monster always looks sad. So, you know, I, I will say that uh, <laughs> as grandpa goes to go into his dungeon to help Marilyn, finally, he opens up, you know, the trap door, which yeah. you guys mentioned the other angle smoke billows out. And they use this line in the actual show. But I actually thought. Fred gave a better performance of it here. I thought he was going to get a fan. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Or he's just annoyed because that is Herman and grandpa's relationship. They are just annoyed with each other a lot, even though they're buddy, buddy. They just get on each other's nerves because they're just around each other. It happened, you know? Mm. And then you also see um, Igor in here. He's a little smaller than what he uh, ends up being. Turns out to be, yeah. But uh, then we go down to the dungeon, and that's the one thing that didn't change. Like, that is the dungeon that we see all the time. So that was cool. They probably built it, and we're like, yeah, we're not rebuilding this shit. (laughs) (laughs) Plus, I know know in the dungeon, a lot of the stuff was taken from other, like, universal movies and stuff like that from, like, Frankenstein. Yeah, they just wheel it off one set onto another. Yeah. (laughs) So I mean, we had the robot from the Superman show, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, he, you know, he lights his cigar on this. Uh, I don't know what the device is called, but the two prongs that create the electrical current that run up it. Um, mm. Yeah, we've all seen it at our local like cosi or whatever. And then he moves over to his spell book and starts reading off poisons. You know, th- this bit is in the show. Yeah. And he's like. I was looking for potions, not poisons. And he does the whole book flip thing. Like, at what point do you ask for potions? I don't remember you. You just went over to your book. Yeah. Like I said, until he actually starts making it, like once he starts reading off the things like this, this communism for some reason. Yeah. Once he starts reading those, that's when I started feeling more of the humor rather than before it, it, this. Yeah. Uh, the whole, and that goes to, as we were saying, you know, his yeah. performance doesn't change all that much. This, this part actually felt like monsters. Yeah. And, 
like the how long he goes making this potion uninterrupted is yeah. like un, so uncommon for sitcoms. Yeah, that's but, what I was talking about when I said like they did it is is not something that you would normally do for a sitcom, especially back in the 60s, because um, they did like a two and a half minute take, I think, straight without yeah. without switching or anything like that. So and and I don't know if you noticed, but. Al Lewis's audio became unsynced while he was reading off the ingredients making the potion. Yeah. So I'm not sure what happened there. It's a pilot. No one cares. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like nobody nobody saw it. This is unaired until they put it like on DVDs and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah so 2002, I think, was the first time it I became so. public. Yeah. So it's um it's interesting but yeah he goes through he makes the potion he adds in everything almost exactly what he did in the episode when he made yeah. Maryland, including gl70 which the yeah. laugh track really enjoyed and i'm like i don't know if this is supposed to be funny or not but turns out gl70 was actually a secret ingredient of uh-huh. uh, gleam toothpaste which was the most popular brand at the time yeah which is why he what he when he puts it in, it looks like it's coming from a toothpaste thing. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah. now I kind of get the joke, but I didn't at the well, time. I mean, there's so yeah. many jokes too that they put in just the show itself that mm. they're like these th- these companies or brands don't exist in our it's lifetime. <laughs> so it's like uh, it hasn't yeah. existed for 30, 40 years. I don't know what it is. <laughs> but yeah it's pretty cool um but yeah he makes the potion and uh how does this end austin do you want to tell us how this just randomly ends it it just he's making the potion he gets it done and then it's like cut to like a a title card for the monsters and yeah that's like a full minute (laughs) yeah it's like it's it's just there's the, that's where I said earlier it didn't feel like a complete episode because it has the setup mm. it has like a second act but there's no third act to this episode it's just like it just stops yeah mm-hmm. where it's just like okay because <laughs> I there is an episode in the show if I remember right where he does make a potion a love potion and he puts it in like yeah. that, a, that's a uh, soup or something or something yeah. that's my fair months theater that's that's the one where they took the the second episode and I don't know if you remember Mike but I actually said I felt like that was a better pilot that or you know a first episode than the masquerade that we got for a first episode because it mm. introduced the characters at a better rate and that would be why they just used the actual pilot like they, they made the pilot yeah. into an actual episode yeah but like i i don't understand why even in a proof of concept thing that they don't have any sort of resolution to anything it's just literally just here are characters here's a thing they're doing we're done yeah uh, probably it's like well we could have that go awry which it does in the actual episode if you remember that mm. mailman and the neighbor fall in love with herman and lily respectively and uh <laughs> eddie gets chased by a bunch of schoolgirls. uh <laughs> which what do you think that it would actually do to Marilyn since she's already like attractive for everyone else in the world like I, th- I feel like it would make serial killers, <laughs> <laughs> stalkers. 
like like the the real like uh, oh what's that one movie where they actually like get so obsessed that they start like they almost kill the person that they want to be with because they want to be with them so badly i forget what it's called um damn it stalker no but uh yeah i i um as far as this pilot goes so i've seen a, a bunch of different pilots before like um, the Buffy the Vampire Slayer pilot and that pilot they also change out different actors and stuff like that as well the Power Ranger pilot Power... oh boy is that one rough oh yeah <laughs> um, and a completely uh, new cast <laughs> uh, what was the other one Star Trek is what I wanted to bring up because Star Trek yeah. did what this does except the cage right yeah except Star Trek uses almost all of the footage from the pilot just broken into pieces into another episode later on because it's the only thing where captain pike was if it wasn't for the the the, uh pilot episode of star trek we wouldn't know who the hell captain pike is at all so and and then they broke it into the actual show so as far as i i remember when i first started i've again i've never seen star trek the the original Uh series all the way through but i remember when i first you know what it on i was like i'll start with this episode and i'm like who the hell is this guy like i had no idea like i didn't know there was another captain and so like i'm kind of waiting for william shatner to show up in the in this first episode i'm like this what is this yeah like i had no idea because i i'm not a trek but but the, tricky, really, so. but the pilot for that too was kind of like you know the monsters a little bit where not so much so as like the bad acting and stuff, but like a little bit different set design, things like that. So I'm kind of used to that. But as far as moving forward with the product, I am so happy they changed one fucking scary Eddie. Sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but Eddie, like, like, oh, my goodness, that, that I, I feel that would have been a uh, no, no for a family audience. Because it's just too much on the freaky side for them. And he was and he was an unpleasant child too. Yeah. So it's like he's kind of a like, dick. Like <laughs> Yeah, it's like he's just like an kind of yeah, he's kind of a dick. And it's just like just imagine that version. <laughs> like I signed you up for the talent show. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, he would not be able to play it. like imagine him playing on the baseball team. <laughs> <laughs> and he killed another child today <laughs> or if spot mouth like you know got out he'd just be like i'm gonna eat you next time <laughs> that would be such an unsustainable like performance too. Yeah. like the, the way he was talking and like growling all the time i'm just like imagine like you're an actor and you have to do that for like eight hours a day you're just like mm. all right in action you go ah, ah. it's like <laughs> my throat hurts be, from doing I it would once. Be like i'd be so hoarse and my yeah. voice would be gone after a while I'd just be like and can this, i just talk like a normal kid please I, I believe this kid was also older than butch too at the time so probably imagine him doing that for like a year and then going through puberty <laughs> and, <laughs> I, I, I do feel for him because he had like the dream role snatched from him. I mean, I, I hope Nate went on to do something that he loved, but 
Is it really a dream role for him? I mean, it was just, you know how many pilot episodes are shot? He was just a background actor. Look at how much, uh, every, Butch, we know Butch by name. Yeah. Uh, it seems, uh. He got out of acting, I can say that much. Well, he's credited for this in 2004 because that's when it was finally released. Oh, was it 2004? I thought it was 2002. All right. Um. But that's the last, like the last thing before that was the Jack Benny program, which was 1965. Yeah, that's what so I, I, I hope he went on to do something he like enjoyed. Yeah. Uh, so. But I, I don't, I don't necessarily think that you know, because this pilot generally didn't exist for right 50 years. So I'm guessing like he wasn't too heartbroken about it because it's like nobody knew about it at all and and then until 2004 mm. i mean but you know it's like i had that job and then i got replaced and now that person's you know but it, it, it wasn't what, what, um, necessarily the same role though i mean it yeah. was eddie munster but like i mean it, it wasn't yeah. the same thing so and pilots oftentimes change out actors cast members yeah. and whatever so it's if you're in, in the in entertainment industry, I think you kind of accept the fact that, well, well they went a different direction with it. Mm. And I I don't think and you, they generally shoot. there's hard feelings unless it's like something controversial. Yeah. <clears throat> and they shoot like, especially nowadays anyways, they shoot like hundreds of freaking pilots. Like there's literally pilot season. <laughs> like that's, they it's a thing. So it's like, you know, if we get it, we get it. We're doing like, you know, one actor could yeah. be doing like five different pilots. And, you know, if one gets picked up, they're lucky. So so I, I, there was one grandpa line that got me to chuckle. It was uh, okay. uh, when he's going through his spell book. He's like, oh, boy, if this ever got in the wrong hands. I'm like, I think it did long ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could see that. Um, uh, it's, it's, yeah. But yeah, uh, so final thoughts on the pilot, guys. Uh, in, in correspondence with like what we have as the family and stuff, I think it was fine for what it is. I mean, if you're going into it not knowing mm. that about these things, I feel like you might get confused and be like, "Oh, this isn't very good," right? But I think if you're aware of like, oh, this is an unaired pilot. This is just a like kind of a, a proof of concept for the network. It's fine. I'm glad they made the changes they did. I like mm-hmm. the that they went to the black and white. I like the actor changes. I like the, the general tonal shift. Yeah. But, you know, it, it works as a proof of concept, I think. You know, it, it it's a family sitcom with monsters. Mm-hmm. So I think it works. It's not a great pilot, but it it's fine for what it is. Yeah. Okay. Tivis? Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I didn't enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> Like it just if anything, it just underlines the uh, the chemistry that the actual cast all have together and how like just really well uh, 
like they just play off of each other compared to you know uh, this version mm-hmm. <laughs> um i liked how they the just the family centric feel of it of the main show it, it just feels lost on this and okay. yeah there, there's a they change what they changed and what they learned from this was the exact right right uh notes they should have it wasn't that's, it wasn't far off though you know you can see no. the elements of the show there and yeah, they just like, had to like dial it in a little bit more but it, the, the, that's the bare bones yeah but, yeah yeah i really like think the, the personality shifts the <clears throat> yeah the, the music change the tone itself mm. making it more lighthearted. uh it just just their actors like actually looking like they're not miserable too <laughs> yeah <laughs> helps instead um, they actually become miserable and yeah hide it well <laughs> and then you know uh, the the scene where um herman grabs eddie off of the shelf like mm-hmm. i just pictured them doing it in the black and white version that we got I'm like Herman wouldn't have gotten up on the table because he won. He would have broke it. <laughs> he would. They would just had him lift his arm up and pull him down from the ground, which would have been the funnier gag, you know, with where he, you know, wasn't as tall as he uh, eventually becomes in this pilot. He's not as tall as he becomes. But um, I'm also really glad they went black and white. Uh, whatever producer, or whatever decided, hey. We're doing it in black and white and made the good decision because otherwise their faces and stuff like they start to blend in with a lot of their background, too. I don't know if you noticed that a lot. Yeah, the the, the bluish tint was not great for if you were going to go color, I feel like you should, you know, gone more white with the vampire looks for Mm -hmm. like grandpa and um, Phoebe. Yeah, you should have gone more green with the frankenstein's monster yeah but like with everything being having that kind of like deathly bluish tint to it it all did kind of get muddy yeah which i think actually works though the colors because i think they still use the same colors um when they did black and white to get the specific shades of uh monochrome and stuff to pop out well i know you guys you two are the the film you know people but i kind of just assumed that was a cheap way to save money <laughs> no the as it was actually a creative decision mm-hmm. um they wanted it to to resemble more the universal monster movies and so that's why they shot it in black and white plus okay. a benefit of doing that it helps when you use the black and white stock footage and the black and white uh footage from their old movies too yeah, which they yeah, do right. a lot so it actually helps blend it a little easier than trying to go from like color to, Oh my gosh, black and white <laughs> for no reason. So, you know, it's not clerks too, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I, um, I enjoyed watching this. Like I, I told you guys before, uh, I ended up watching it like two, three times in a row just because it was 15 minutes long. And I was just like a little confused about how some of the acting was going. So I needed to, keep watching it to make sure i was seeing what i was seeing um but yeah i really like that they kept grandpa the way that uh grandpa was he's still a freaking serial killer in this one too so (laughs) (laughs) i don't know how far you are through listening to the show austin but that's like our running gag is grandpa's just that's not a running gag that's just a fact at this point too (laughs) 
Yeah, there what is there's one episode where he was talking about how many bodies he has got buried in the backyard yeah. and yeah. are all of his ex-wives. <laughs> like, man. Or no, what was it? His dad said that uh you don't have an ex-wife, you just uh kill her or something. Like something he said something to those <laughs> regards. Like I was like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> there's a couple of comments that blend together to really oh that one about how lily says that they don't his their family doesn't believe in divorce oh uh, yeah we so know how many wives he has it's, that's uh, what it was yeah yeah <laughs> he doesn't believe in divorce but he's been married like multiple times so she's like oh okay and then he's like always like, oh, there's tons of bodies buried in the backyard. <laughs> I'm have to go uh, dig up a friend. We know that there's stuff buried in the old country too. Yeah. Uh, so I got a little one one piece of trivia that we haven't mentioned yet. Okay. Uh, some of Arnold Schwarzwald's I apologize if I get that wrong. Uh, score from the 1963 movie The Thrill of It All was used for this pilot. Okay. I think that just goes to show that they didn't have music mm-hmm. yet. So they were using whatever was in like, their itinerary, <laughs> like yeah. whatever they had in their arsenal of, Hey, what, what did universal use here? <laughs> like what just kind of like a, a scratch soundtrack that you would use for like a trailer that yeah. you released before you, the score is done being written. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I, I did miss I did miss the, the Munsters theme song. When I watched it, I was like, I need, I need that. I wonder if they knew how much of a long lasting hit they had when they first heard they're because, you know, they had to have liked it for them to use it. But I, did they realize the staying power that it would have here? What are we like uh, 60 years later? Nearly. I don't think anyone thought that far ahead when they were making it. I, I mean, I, the, the, cause television was still relatively new yeah. in the sixties, yeah. like in the early sixties, I mean, it hadn't been around for all that long. So I don't think they were thinking like 60 years in the future. Like nowadays you, you, you maybe think about that, like create a show that you want to be remembered forever, but like, in 1960s they were still trying to figure out the medium yeah was there ever a version of the munsters theme that had lyrics i know ed uh butch patrick did like yeah one yeah there there are lyrics for the theme but they're i i don't think they're that great (laughs) <laughs> but because they what I remember was I, I think it was this show anyways is the composer wrote lyrics to it so that they would get paid like every mm-hmm. time it was played like a lot. <laughs> so they 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 did that little like uh, kind of like when you do jingles and stuff like that and you add lyrics to them. But I know Butch Patrick <laughs> did one uh, to the same uh instrumentals of the monsters oh, whatever theme. happened to eddie yeah he said um uh, whatever happened to eddie was in 1983 the, to the tune of the monsters theme and i yeah. have the lyrics here and oh my goodness <laughs> i sent the video to you. did you send me the video okay oh, well i just looked the, up the lyrics it's an to actually song. like song i don't them. mind it but Oof. It, it, well, here's just the first two lines. It says, whatever happened to Eddie, I'm the kid from Mockingbird Lane. Whatever happened to Eddie, did I freak or go insane? 
<laughs> like, <laughs> so he's just like talking in, in, you know, like a meta way, like, you know, ah, interesting, Butch. Um, so maybe we could get him to perform this song live for us. In yeah, Bob Mosier wrote the lyrics for this, by the way. For the original. No relation as far as I'm aware. <laughs> That's what we said last week. <laughs> as far as we're aware. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, anything else to this for the pilot episode, man? I, I said all I have. All right. Um, Austin, is there anything else that you'd like to share Monsters wise or anything that you're doing out there that you want people to check out or anything? Like that? Hey, you got any projects going on? Um, we I, I do a, a live stream. I haven't done it in a while. We're in the process of retooling it. So I don't really have a. I. We're going to do it in a new way, um, but uh, it's at a, too early of a stage to uh, to promote yet. <laughs> okay. So, right, that's uh, but, fair. Uh, yeah, uh, whenever it's up and running, I will definitely pitch it it's, uh, it, through a, a, it's a music um, performance show that I do with a buddy of mine yeah. who owns a recording studio here in uh, – well, not here. I, I'm not in Ohio right now, but <laughs> when, when I'm in Ohio, it's here. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, and uh, we do the, uh, we did it weekly. You can find the old live streams that we did with local and area musicians. That, uh, there's a YouTube channel. You just look up live at Bigfoot Studios and there's that. Um, but yeah, but when it's going to be a pretty cool thing yeah. that we're, changing it too so and i'll put the link to that youtube channel too in the description for people that want to check it out for sure sure i so, appreciate that yeah man um anything uh let me think here any hmm, i'm trying to remember if there's any news for rob zombie at the moment of recording i don't think there is to this did you the last anything? bit that we had was that it was rated pg, PG well there's all the set photos that came out after that set photos yeah that came out oh i wasn't gonna ask um for the rob zombie film uh because i don't really care what tivis has to say <laughs> what would you no, rather would you rather this film be in black and white or in color you already asked me that. I know, and I don't care what you have to say anymore. So I would rather it be black and white. And from everything that they've released so far, it it has been in black and white. Like all of like the character photos and set photos and behind the scenes has all been black and white, which leads me to believe he's going black and white. All the set photos I've seen have been in color, man. Really? Yeah. I, like like on, the stuff uh, that he initially released was all. I know he dropped like the one of the main three, like Grandpa, Lily, and Herman was black and white. But after that, I haven't seen anything. Maybe the house. I'm surprised they're actually building the house or they built the house again because they still have the one on the back lot from uh desperate housewives it's in desperate housewives <laughs> if people don't know that i think i said that at the very beginning of the the season of the monsters but yeah i, I don't think we have but yeah the, but just to get back to that question i, I just do, i do think it, monsters works better in black, black and, and white black and white yeah it, I, it, it's because the whole concept of the show is supposed to be like reminiscent of those Universal mm. monsters and those were beautiful black and white movies. Yeah, 
Well, I came up like, with if you watch the original Frankenstein from 30, mm-hmm. what, 33, like yeah. that movie is gorgeous. Yeah. And like, I know, and to add color to it, it makes it look cheap to me. So I think the same with monsters, you know, it's like, if you're doing an homage to the monsters, the monsters was doing an homage to that. And you, yeah. you, you betray that creative element. If you don't, do the movie mm-hmm. black and white. I agree with that. Dude, the thirties, the when, when they did really beautiful black and white films back then, like you knew those guys knew how to light for sure, because you needed even more light back then than you do now. You know, everyone with a freaking phone can go out and shoot something, but like, you know, you, you get a good DP and a good lighting crew and stuff and you're set. Like, for life on well for the film <laughs> shooting yeah that, that that's what i i hate colorization with a passion if you colorize black and white movies mm. it's an abomination i don't care what anyone says like it is a, a crime against film now i'm curious <laughs> like, though um oh sorry go on man no that that was pretty much i could go okay. on for a while on that rant so we're not gonna <laughs> <laughs> um i am very curious though if uh he releases the film in in color if they do a black and white version because i believe this is going to streaming yeah i, I haven't heard what it's i don't releases i don't, so I don't know if it's going to theaters because it's such a niche you know thing but for that, a lot of people. that is kind of the new thing that you know like they did that with nightmare alley one of the mm-hmm. The, the Guillermo del Toro movie that's up for best picture this year. Um, it was released in color, but he released a streaming, a black and white version of it. Yeah. I think that's on Hulu. Okay. But, uh, um, but I think I know, know they did it with like Mad Max Fury Road Mad and Max. Parasite did it. And- Which, why would you want to watch Mad Max in black and white Fury Road? That thing looks beautiful, man. I don't know. I never watched the black and chrome version. Yeah. Um, I know Snyder Cut did a a black and white version of it, but I just like I'm not watching a six hour black and white. <laughs> <laughs> I'll watch Lighthouse again quest. before that. <laughs> Question about the house, though. They apparently did extensive exterior uh, changes for Desperate Housewives to not distract people with the monster house. Did they? Gotcha. Okay. All right. Well, Tivis, do you got anything else for us, man, before we get going? Uh, colorization is an art, and I will hear nothing less. <laughs> it's an, uh, it's anti-art. <laughs> you're, you're spray painting the Mona Lisa and saying, ha, see, I'm good. No. But if it's a different Mona Lisa and you could still look at the Mona Lisa, I don't see a difference. <laughs> If it's not you're, the original you're, artist you're, doing it, then it should you're be. You're completely difference. negating the creative decisions of anyone associated <laughs> with the piece just because you don't like watch, watching things in black and white. That's uh, a you problem, not an art problem. I think you're negating the artistic representation of taking something that exists and changing it to fit someone else's appeal. That has been a thing for a long time. You're welcome, audience. <laughs> Colorization is an absolute abomination. And I I bought uh, It's a Wonderful Life on Blu-ray a few years ago, and it came with the colorized version. I broke the disc in half and threw it away legitimately. Well, that's just a waste of a disc, man. 
No. Now, was... now you're ruining someone's art that put in the time and energy to make that disc. <laughs> that disc had writing on it. <laughs> there was an no, image it, on that it, disc. Colors, it, colorization, I, I, you ruin beautiful black and white. That's my thing is black and white is shot to be black and white. You add color to it, you completely negate the complete like filming process of that thing. Unless there was a, like the, the intent to film the color, add the color to the film, like they did in like the George Millier's days, you know, like in the early days where they painted hand. Yeah. Like, in, but that was the, that was George Millier's doing it and it was his decision. But like, just be like, I can't watch It's a Wonderful Life because black and white's boring. Let's just splash it with some like pastel colors. What was That'll it? be fun. That is a huge exaggeration of the colorized uh, market. And... Okay. Okay. We're done on colorization. <laughs> this is for another show. <laughs> all right, guys. Um, with that all said, I want to remind all of our viewers out there, the Munsters, you can find the entire series that we are watching along with the movies that we will be watching. Munsters Go Home and the Munsters Revenge um on basically everything right now and uh if you don't want to pay for it it's on peacock you said tivis the show is on peacock the yes. show's on I peacock i don't okay. know about the movies yet right but if, i can only imagine they will be there soon and if you want to check out the uh uh pilot episode that we did review today or talked about i guess um you can find that on the DVD it, it set. It is a trip. You can find it on the DVD set or YouTube or Daily Motion. Just Google the Munsters unaired pilot and you'll get a bunch of hits for it. You'll be able to find all that stuff. Um, you can also definitely email us if you have any questions or anything like that at themunstercast.outlook.com. And I would like to thank you, Austin, for showing up today with us. Yes. Absolutely. Thank you guys again for having me. Yeah, man. I know you're on vacation right now, so I was like, ah, shit. <laughs> so thank you for still popping it, on with us, it's man. It's always nice to have a second person who has film knowledge since I'm lacking. <laughs> <laughs> I try not to bring a lot of it up, man. I don't want I don't want to make you feel like you have to keep up. It's okay. It, <laughs> It happens in a lot of other areas. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, yeah, thank you again, Austin, for showing up. And uh, check out uh, Austin's YouTube page that I'll put in the link in the description, guys. And um, you, can all, you can also oh. follow me on Instagram. I have a photography page. I do film photography. Okay. Yeah, um, it, you can amazing find me shots at, on there. You uh, you can find me at Instagram at, at Austin Mosier Photos. There we go. And we'll put that in the link as well, man. Um, oh, yeah. Highly right. recommend yeah so with that said guys thank you and we will catch you next time as we take another stroll down 1313 mockingbird lane the lesson i want you to learn is it doesn't matter what you look like you can be tall or short or fat or thin or ugly or handsome like your father or you can be black or yellow or white it doesn't matter what does matter the size of your heart and the strength of your character.